I'm Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast, Summer of Streaming. What's up, Power Players? Welcome back to the Power Time Podcast. I'm Tom Tate, and I'm super, super excited to be a Nintendo fan this week because they just announced the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition earlier this week. It's going to be $79.99. It's going to be available on September 29th, 2017. Now you're playing with Super Power. That's what the tagline reads, and this will come with 21 classic Super NES games. I'm probably going to do a quick episode next week just to talk about this, uh, my initial reaction to the announcement. I'm pretty pumped, obviously. Definitely falls in line with the interests of this show, and I'm excited that they're keeping the line, uh, the line going for the classic editions. But without further ado, we're going to jump right into an interview, uh, and I'm pretty excited about this one, so let's check it out. Welcome back, Power Players. We are continuing our summer of streaming and talking games with friends. And tonight, I am super excited to chat with one of the earliest Power Time supporters. I want to welcome a friend and fellow podcaster to the show, Juan Sepulveda. Welcome. Thank you, Tom, for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk games. Uh, Again, as I mentioned, uh, you were one of the early supporters, so I appreciate that. You gave me some great feedback uh, in in the early episodes, uh, which was very helpful. Uh, wrote me a nice review on iTunes, so thank you for that as well. And uh, for our listeners, uh, Juan is behind the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And what Juan does is he puts out content, and he actually puts out really fantastic artwork too. So I'm going to put some links in the show notes just so you can check out uh, some of Juan's amazing art. But Juan puts out content to help you become a better gentleman. And what I mean by that is he helps you to rediscover uh, traditional manners, uh, chivalry, uh, things that are kind of a lost art uh, in in many aspects of our culture and society. And he does it uh, very tastefully without being super preachy. Uh, I really appreciate the content that Juan has put out. So uh, we'll be sure to link all that up. We actually connected at Podcast Movement in 2016. Uh, We've kept in touch uh, since then. We were able to connect at another conference uh, earlier this year, so it was great to to meet up once again. Uh, Now we're connecting digitally. Uh, I'm in in PA. Juan, you're in Florida. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very cool. So it's the beauty of the internet, uh, being able to connect and, and talk about fun stuff like Nintendo. So I'm guessing that it's not every day that you get an invitation to talk about video games on a podcast. Not at all. <laughs> and that's cool. And I'm excited about this. Because, and that's one of the things I'm trying to do. And I mentioned this earlier before we started the recording. I'm really trying to talk to people who aren't necessarily in gaming, but you know, we grew up with you know these shared experiences, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone has these memories of whether it was Nintendo or Super Nintendo, kind of getting that that first console and getting games for holidays or for birthdays and, and being able to open the packaging and play for the first time. And I love hearing those stories. Um, so what I've prepared for these interviews, and I mentioned this on the last episode, is uh, this is something that's subject to change. Uh, it could evolve over time. And it's what I'm calling the Nintendo 10. It's 10 quick questions 
really to dig into your history and your love of one of the greatest video game companies of all time. So I'm excited to jump in. Uh, before we get started, I've briefly introduced you, but in your own words, uh, if you could share with the audience, uh, state for the record, uh, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Juan Sepulveda, and I was born in the island of Puerto Rico. And I, what I do for a living now is I'm a content creator, and I focus mainly on the development of men. One thing that I've been passionate about for most of my life has been self-improvement, to find the areas of my life that need to be better, understand them, analyze them, why they're not the way that I expect them to be, and find solutions in order for me to continue to grow. As I find those solutions, I like sharing them with like-minded men. And that's where the Gentleman's Brotherhood comes in. Um, and I appreciate that you described it as not being a preachy kind of um, website. And it's one of the things that I want to make. I want to make sure that you feel that we are friends and we're looking after one another so that we can become the, better, the very best person uh, that we can be. That's the only way for us to really contribute in a positive way to society, to our family, our community. So that's what the Gentleman's Brotherhood aims to do, is to connect men in a modern way to rekindle that that spirit of, of, uh, of brotherhood, let's say, of that connection between men who can understand one another, who can advise one another, and grow together. And... I'm very pleased with what's happened with the Gentleman's Brotherhood, the reach that it has, the the impact it has on people. But mainly it's an outlet for me to to be introspective and find information to become better. So that's that's what the Gentleman's Brotherhood is all about. Yeah, definitely. And I will definitely make sure we link that up. And you have some great resources on there. I, I noticed one of my favorite books of all time was listed on there, The Power of Habit. Uh, I absolutely love that book. Uh, I love all of his books, uh, Charles mm -hmm. Duhigg, but that one is so great. And we actually had on the last interview, uh, John Harrison. And John has a site called classicallytrained.net. And he actually wrote a book about how you can take lessons from video games and apply those to life so that you can do exactly what, what, what you teach, which is continuous improvement. Uh, so he writes a lot about the same things thematically, but through the lens of video games, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'll share that with you uh, after this as well, because I think you might actually appreciate that. Um, so that, that was a great introduction. Uh, I think you did such a good job kind of summing up for our listeners uh, who you are and what you're all about. Uh, and now we're going to completely flip it, and we're just going to go dig into your past. We're going to talk okay. about who you were uh, when you first discovered Nintendo. So the Excellent. first question in the Nintendo 10 is... What were your earliest experiences with Nintendo? And this could either be with games or a specific console. Okay. With any game in general. The earliest memory you have. Yep. Well, my, my gaming memories go a little bit beyond, be, before Nintendo. Sure. Uh, one of my early memories about gaming was my mother and father playing Atari together. I remember us uh, in a hot summer Puerto Rican afternoon being inside of one room all together as a family and my mom and dad playing Pong on the Atari. And that's the very first memory I have of gaming. So 
I knew what it was. I would play a little bit of that, a little bit of combat, a little bit of some of the other games that they had. But it was mainly theirs. This was their console with their games. And I had the privilege of playing a little bit on it. But fast forward a couple of years after that, my father would travel to the, the States uh, quite frequently. And on one of his trips, he returned with the NES console. I had no idea what it was because, of course, we weren't we didn't have the Internet as today. As soon as something comes out, everybody knows about it. Sure. Uh, to me, I, I thought this was like a like the new evolution of an Atari is like, this is amazing. This is colors and graphics and depth. So I remember him bringing it home and none of my friends in my neighborhood knew what it was or had it. And this was like a, it was like a miracle to me. So I remember playing with it and inviting my neighbors over to play and becoming this new sensation that, you know, I had the privilege of having in my own home. So obviously Mario and uh, what was it? Super Mario Brothers. And I think Duck Hunt. Yeah. Was the, the initial pack in titles. Awesome. I have a very similar experience because my my parents also had the Atari, but it, it, it was it was very much their system. It was very much their video game console. It was like something we weren't really allowed to play. Like it wasn't even for kids at the time. Like it was just kind of a thing uh, that that was attached to the TV that I'd watch them play, uh, but would rarely play. And then my father got his NES for his 30th birthday uh, and he didn't really uh, grow attached to it. So it ended up becoming ours, me and my sisters, uh, mm. just because it was in the home, but my father never really... Uh, grown an attachment to it, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty interesting turn of events. Of course, it worked out in our favor. Oh, well, so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a great memory. So I'm going to jump to question number two now. Uh, did you have a subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine? Or do you remember uh, anyone who did back in the day? I did not have a subscription to it. But I did have a neighbor who would buy it occasionally. Um, he wasn't subscribed either. But that was my only access to the Nintendo Power magazine. And I do remember having mixed feelings about the magazine itself because I know it had like the levels maps and uh, I'll give you tips and hints on how to get different things. I felt to a degree that I didn't want that. I wanted the experience to be fresh for me to make those discoveries. And then maybe later if I got stuck, I could go into the magazine. So I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't subscribe to it is because I didn't want to be getting the information before I actually experienced it. I, I feel like spoiler alert wasn't really a term that you heard back back then, but I feel like every page turn should have a spoiler alert in Nintendo Power. And that's something I've noticed revisiting it kind of now uh, for the podcast is not just like what to do in the games but a lot of the story elements they give away in the magazine as well and i feel like you know the excitement of playing these games is is not knowing uh what's going to happen uh, in the next scene or the next level so yeah i totally identif identify with that for sure uh question number three and now this this can span multiple generations of of nintendo what's your favorite game on any console uh any nintendo console and why would you choose that Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, favorite. 
Super Mario 3 is going to have to be. Yeah, such a classic. Yeah, that has to be the favorite because I, I even still play it. Um, we just recently got the Wii U. Okay. And we can migrate our purchases from the the regular Wii in, into it. And I haven't done that yet. But before I, I got the Wii U, we would play Super Mario 3. My kids and I, we would play that thing all the time. So it, it's almost like we I'm reliving the excitement of playing uh, Super Mario 3 and getting to see their excitement as they experience it for the first time. And as I drag them into the... I don't know if you remember that if when you're in the map, if you're on the same spot and you hit one of the uh, one of the buttons, you'll Battle drag. Yeah. Yep, that's awesome. Kids hate it because, of course, I'm beating them up. <laughs> I, I, I used to. My sister used to do that all the time, and um, and occasionally I would beat her, uh, but for the most part, she would bully me and and kind of uh, drag me into that as well. Uh, yes, uh, Super Mario Three, fantastic answer. I'm gonna. Uh, slightly twist that question so question mm-hmm. number four is not necessarily what is your favorite game but what do you think is the best game on any nintendo console and it could be the same answer and i think if you were to say super mario 3 i wouldn't i wouldn't fault you for that it's such a well-designed game yeah but no it it it, it wouldn't be um it's the game that i enjoy the most and it's my favorite game um but here's a timeless, uh, a timeless one that comes to mind. It's, uh, I would say Tetris. Yep. Yep. It, Tetris is one of those games that it is so simple, so elegant, and I, I don't get tired of it. Um, of course, now we play the Tetris, what is it called? Party or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. But Tetris is just. It's genius. Even the score. I think the score is pretty good, too. Yeah, Tetris is fantastic. And, um, yeah, I mean, they just released a Tetris for Nintendo Switch. Uh, so, clearly, it is timeless, and they're going to continue to to put out Tetris. So, that's pretty nice. awesome. Okay, uh, number five is going to go to the complete opposite end. Uh, what is your least favorite Nintendo game of all time? And I like to frame this up. Like, is there a game that you got stuck with at some point, maybe as a gift uh, from a relative, or you rented a game that looked good and it ended up being terrible? Oh, wow. Well, now that you said that, though, um, I picked one. As soon as you asked the question, I picked one, and it was okay. BioBilly. Okay. You ever play BioBilly? I remember it, uh, but I didn't play it, and uh, I, I, I've read about it a lot in the magazine, right? It, because I've recently kind of revisited a few issues that brought it up, and it seems like it used the zapper, uh, and it used the controller, and it used all different kinds of gameplay elements, but maybe it just didn't come together. No, I had I had it, and it was just like graphics, motion, like the plot, everything was just so bad. But after you, um continued uh qualifying the question and you said one game that you got stuck with or that you saw was cool and then were completely disappointed i had a friend stay over my uh at my house one night uh and we were gonna have pizza my dad owned a pizza place so he he brought us pizza we had like snacks and everything and we got a chance to go to the to the local Uh, movie rental place and we could pick any game whatsoever 
and we picked one by I th- I want to say it's Shaq Fu that had yes, like yes. <laughs> what a garbage that was so bad I was like I could not believe it how I got tricked into renting it and I don't know how that works now but there was no returning the game you yeah. rent it and that's it you're stuck with it until you you know return it yeah, you were definitely stuck with it. And I want to revisit that. If we have more time at the end, uh, mm-hmm. remind me to bring that up uh, because okay. I, I kind of want to revisit that one as well. There was a what? Michael Jackson game, or uh, not Michael Jackson. Well, there was a Michael Jackson game, but there was a Michael Jordan game that was similar to Shaq Fu that I got stuck with. Uh, and it was very, very bizarre, but the gameplay just wasn't wasn't doing it for me. Uh, similar scenario, I rented it and parents wouldn't let me bring it back. So... <laughs> Number six, uh, what is your favorite soundtrack or musical theme from any Nintendo game? Ah, uh, well, I find myself humming uh, some of the classic Nintendo. Uh, I mean, some of the classic Super Mario. Sure. Uh, so, especially like the underground. Do 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 do. Yep. Yep. That part, like I'm humming that whenever I'm working or stuff. Like I revisit that a lot. But I got to say, there's a song that stuck with me from another one of my favorite uh, franchises, which is Mega Man. Sure. There is either the second, no, I think this is much later than that, where they introduced Proto Man. And it had like a whistle. Uh, the song would say, the song would, would go, yep, yep. And I, I want to say an, about a year ago, my brother sent me a an audio recording over the phone. Just no description, no warning, nothing. And when I clicked play, it was that soundtrack. What a trip. Like it really took me back to, you know, those evenings playing uh, Mega Man. I wish I remember what um, which one it was, but that that's a song that I, I think it's it's stuck in my mind and it brings out uh, very good memories. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mega Man three. Uh, so Mega Man three saw the the introduction of Proto Man, and that was that was it. I mean, that you nailed it, <laughs> note for note. That's exactly what it was. Uh, it. That's great. Okay, number seven. Um, do you have any unique Nintendo memories or stories uh, throughout the years? Uh, this could be from the beginning. This could be recent. You know, sharing experiences with your kids. But anything that stands out is you know just something uh, really worthwhile where you you connected with Nintendo. Well, there, there's something I was reflecting upon uh, recently. Um, knowing that I was going to speak with you, I, I was revisiting some of these these memories, and I, I picked up on a pattern. Uh, and when we started our conversation, we were talking about that I would see my mom and dad playing the Atari and playing Pong and all of that. And it it's come full circle because uh, before my wife and I got married, we we started playing. Nintendo Wii, the one. Uh, um, this was about the time where the the balance board came out. Okay. This is before we got married, before we had kids, and w- there was another couple that we would go to their house, drink some wine, play Nintendo Wii, and it's almost like the Nintendo has been a entertainment system that has been a part of my life, and it marks different moments. I different consoles remind me of different. Uh, let's call them epochs in my in my life, different uh, chapters in my life. But now, 
we play with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, before before hopping on the call, I I had asked you for a couple of minutes because I got busy working and I had told my 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 oldest son Aiden that I was gonna play one round of um, Super Mario Kart for the Wii U, and I really mismanaged my time tonight. And when I looked at my clock, I was not going to have enough time. So I I was about to tell him, listen, I'm really sorry. I know I promised you we were going to play, but I'm running out of time. We're going to have to do this tomorrow. And, and then I realized how uh, disingenuous of me <laughs> would be <laughs> for me to tell him, no, I'm got, I have to break my promise to you because I got to go record uh, a conversation about how awesome Nintendo is and yep, bring yep. it all together. <laughs> uh, but I see that thread where Nintendo, you know, brings people together. Uh, and, and for me, it marks specific periods of my life. And, you know, it's it has been a, a, a good companion of memories for me. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that. And I think that Nintendo, more than the other uh, big console manufacturers, you know, Xbox and and, uh, PlayStation, uh, I'm a fan of Xbox and PlayStation. I've played those consoles as well. But because Nintendo has been there from the beginning, for me, uh, I've also felt the same experience of it kind of marking these different epochs, you know, throughout, throughout your life, you know, I I brought a yeah. GameCube with me to college. You know, I had a Super Nintendo, uh, you know, with me when we moved uh, for the first time. Uh, I got a Nintendo, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my sister and I would, would bond over that. And and my wife and I also played the Wii, you know, and now I'm experiencing the Nintendo Switch with my son. So it's like, a, it, it's a fun ride. And I feel like Nintendo has been there along the way, whereas, you know, PlayStation kind of showed up much later, um, for me at least. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a family element to it uh, that I don't find in other consoles. I agree with that. Yep. It's, you know what? It's almost, and this might be a stretch, but I almost see the comparison of Nintendo to other game systems like the comparison of McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. There's, there's like a teenager, uh, I don't want to hang out with my parents kind of feeling that I get from both PlayStation and uh, Burger King. And that's the weirdest <laughs> thing I can think of. But I can sense like that McDonald's is like that place where the family goes together to hang out and have some good time. And I feel almost the same thing with Nintendo in comparison to other to other consoles. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, that uh, comparison. So number eight, uh, it's kind of an interesting question, but I'm really curious uh, in your line of work, how has your relationship with with games, uh, specifically Nintendo, uh, how has that influenced the work that you do? Well, I would say the the influence it has is the reminders that I get. Uh, for example, a lot of the focus that I put on on the Gentleman's Brotherhood is related to the relationship between a father and a son. I think that's a that's a very important relationship to build a man. So being able to to lead by example to to share in moments with with your children and when you're right, you know, 
sticking to your point and helping him helping them understand what the right thing is and when you're wrong for them to see the a genuine apology let's say if we were playing and you know i i became too aggressive let's say we were playing um i don't know the same uh, Super Mario Kart and I start banging him against the the sides or you know throwing the the shells the at red them shells, yes yeah yeah especially the red ones uh, you know if I were to be too much of a bully in in the in the competition uh, and recognize it later for him to see me apologize you know I think I you know I took it out on you too hard or you know it, those are examples that are random but they 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 apply so being able to to keep your promises that i think that's something that is so incredibly important for uh for the new generation that is growing up it's like a man's word is his bond and i like to say that you know a handshake is worth a a thousand signatures uh the the same way it should be with your voice if you tell someone yes i'm going to play with you once i'm done you know cooking once i'm done this then you follow through and you do it because you told them you would and so that's a reminder for me that when i promise the kids yes i'm going to play a round of super mario uh card with you that i follow through and i and i do it so you know that's that's that's, those are the kinds of influence i get with the the game playing and uh and with my line of work yeah that's a fantastic answer Question number nine is, if you could green light a reboot or a remake of any Nintendo game, so something that hasn't really shown up in a long time, or maybe it has and they just haven't done too great a job with it, uh, which which old game would you like to see remade? Hmm. So long as it's not, um, you know, too by, different. By you, Billy? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so long as it's not Bayou Billy, yes. No, no, they. they I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't like it then. And <laughs> yes, let's leave that one uh, yeah, they, in the past. They screwed their first impression on me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would want a second chance to someone who at least did something uh, great. Sure. There's um. Of course, Mega Man is, is one that I love. I love Mega Man. And, oh, you know which one? Double Dragon. Sure. Double Dragon is another one. And, and of course, I'm not very informed. They might have had other Double Dragons uh, come out. But I think that's one that I would enjoy revisiting. And Trojan. Okay, yeah. That's another one that I, yeah, for sure. I would like to see. I'm not too sure about Double Dragon uh, having a re-release recently, uh, but that would be awesome, uh, especially yeah. for multiplayer, for two-player mm-hmm. uh, action. That would be really cool. Okay, we've made it to number 10. So number 10 is, uh, this is an easy one. Uh, what was the last great game that you've played? And this could be on any console. So what was the last memorable video game experience you've had? Um, huh. On any console... I know, well, I really enjoy um, Super Mario. I'm a sucker for Super Mario, if you haven't noticed. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Super Mario 3D World. 
Oh yeah, I, d- definitely. I really like that. I really like that. And uh, the cooperation between the the players is it, something that I that I like about it. Uh, I, my kids are uh, five and seven. Okay. So playing these games is is possible. And we're able to communicate and kind of say, okay, you know, you're going too far ahead. And, and they'll shout, okay, slowpoke, you know, get in a bubble and, and catch up with us. Or, you know, that kind of cooperation is, uh, is fun. Of course, with, with young, young kids, it can be a little frustrating for them. But um, if you bring the team together, of course, it can be a lot of fun. But that, that has to be one that I've enjoyed the most uh, recently. Uh, we are stuck on uh, Plants vs. Zombies on the on the iPads, and it, I don't know. I think it's the second one. I don't know by what number there are now, but we are enjoying that one. Like we're playing it. Like the whole family is playing it. The kids play it when they get stuck. They come up, you know, for some help, and we help them up. But we're enjoying it at least. Yeah, that's one I haven't played yet. Is that worth checking out? I I like it. Cool. Yeah, I like it, and I'm 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 the kind of guy that like kind of refuses to buy gems and extra lives and yeah, all that kind for of sure. So <laughs> it, we'll we'll get stuck on one stage and and we figure it out. And um, I was listening to uh, today to um to an author. I wish I remember her name, but. She was talking about having a growth mentality and how important this is for the new generation of, of, of people growing up. And I think video games is a perfect example on how to develop a growth mentality. Uh, instead of saying, oh, I'm just talented at playing Plant vs. Zombies or saying I'm good at it or I'm not good at it. You don't have that close mentality and that final description of how your behavior is in it. But you have a growth mentality that allows you to to continue to work hard at it and improve upon, you know, improve upon your, your previous, um, achievements. And I can see my kid was getting frustrated in the past, but he has adopted, uh, to a degree that growth mentality where he knows that now I'm, I'm getting closer to beating this stage and he keeps at it. And that tenacity, I think it's important to develop early on. So for me, it's very rewarding to see them actually, just not relying on whether they're good or bad at it, but relying more on the fact that they can get better the the harder they work at it. Yeah, it's one of the nice byproducts of of gaming, I think. Uh, and I've experienced that too when I was young. Uh, and I'm excited. My my son is barely four. He'll be four shortly. So we try to really limit the amount of games that he plays because he's still a little young. Uh, yeah. But I, I am definitely looking forward to seeing how he takes to that uh, as Mm. well. And I've noticed that as well. So awesome. Uh, Well, that is going to complete the Nintendo 10. You've made it to the end. Uh, Do you have any initial feedback? So you've been through it. Do you have any feedback? Is there anything that you think I should tweak uh, for our future guests as we continue to kind of iterate on this format? Well, I I am a fan of structure. So I do like uh, having a structure that you follow. Sure. I the only thing I would say is that you know instead of saying you know let me see how I can explain this instead of necessarily saying okay let's walk through these we're doing one now we're doing two we're doing three yep, yep. 
if you use them as your 10 and people might become familiar with them as they continue to listen, but give it more room for, for it to be more organic. So, you know, you have number two coming up, but if, if the person answering touches upon something that could take the conversation in a different direction, you can follow that thread and yeah, and talk about it and then come back to your list and ask the next question. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's great feedback. Yep, and uh, that's why I wanted to have you on because I knew you were going to tell it to me straight, Juan. You were going <laughs> to give me some solid feedback. So we'll definitely uh, continue to tweak this format over the summer. Uh, but I really just appreciate the stories that you shared uh, and the stories that you shared with the Power Time community. And again, uh, I really appreciate your support of the show from the beginning. Uh, I do have one final question, uh, and this question is uh, for the benefit of our listeners. Uh, where can people find you, uh, keep up with you on the internet? If they go to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com, they can find uh, all the other social media network links there. Uh, but that's the the main hub of where you can find and learn a little bit more about who I am, what I do, and how to stay connected with me. And hopefully accompany me in this journey of uh, becoming a a better person. It's not limited just to men. Uh, this is something that we love hearing the, uh, the opinions of, of the ladies uh, that listen to the program or read our articles. So thegentlemansbrotherhood.com is where, where you can find me. Awesome. I will definitely link that up uh, in the show notes so that people can get to it easily. Uh, Juan, I want to thank you again. Any final words for our listeners? Um, well, Tom, to you, it has been my pleasure. I really appreciate you bringing, in, uh, bringing me on the show. Um, I'm sure you might have picked up on by my tone how much I love uh, Nintendo and, and gaming and having a, a good balance of you know fun and, and progress. So if uh, to the audience that that is listening, I would encourage them to see uh, to be very attentive at those parallels. If they can find the the benefits of spending time with their family and friends while playing a game. Uh, they can definitely justify the time uh, spent. But like I said, it's a uh, a balanced time. You have some time for fun and some time for work. And as long as you have a little bit of, uh, you have enough of both, you'll be fine at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree, 100%. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, Again, Juan, thank you so much. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you did, you can definitely uh, leave me a quick review on Apple Podcasts. An honest review helps me continue to improve the show and find new listeners. doesn't have to be a five-star review, but uh, if you're enjoying the show and you've been enjoying it for a bit, uh, it really just helps me continue to put out more episodes and put them out at a quality uh, that you're appreciating. I want to uh, thank you especially for listening. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and attention. And as always, I will leave you with this. Keep on playing with power.